Welcome to Coinology, the podcast. guys this is the certified deal closer ebony porter ike with our first edition of coinology and i am so honored to be here today with mr daryl drake one of our first and i think he was great a great choice for our very first one especially with our theme music being on to the next one right one of the things that daryl and i both have in common is that we both love jay right we both love jay and it's probably for the same reasons and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a few minutes okay um but let me introduce y'all to to daryl in case you don't know who he is daryl not only is a uh, a strong and fierce businessman right he's a multi-mogul he's a business owner of multiple different businesses he became a millionaire at the tender age of 25 25 y'all he's only about 26 now though i'll take that (laughs) and you know not only that but he's also a philanthropist he is a, a a very strong visionary, and he's also led several different organizations, one by the name of Vibes, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a few minutes. Um, Daryl, what else about you? What else should we talk about as it relates to you? What is it that we don't know about you? Yeah, we, 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 we'd actually be here all day. But let's talk yeah. to me a little bit about some things they don't know Well, first off, I appreciate you allowing me on this platform. I'm okay. super excited. I'm honored um, that you said yes. Yeah, of course. You can't tell you no. <laughs> um but I mean, if, if there's any one thing, I, I just think um, it will probably just be nothing is what it seems, you know, mm-hmm. like I think that in, in life, like I think that the moment you think you have something or someone figured out is is, is probably uh, wrong. And so for me, I just feel like the biggest thing that I try to lead with Ebony is that just being authentic in mm-hmm. everything that I do. Um and so I think that is there other things that people don't know? Probably. Mm-hmm. But um, but I try my best to just live as authentic and on purpose as possible. So you're an open book? Uh, Yeah, sort of. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. It's too much. I, I don't know yeah. if everybody knows that much about you, Drake. No, no. I think you 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 do a good job of being able to keep the business first. Yeah. I think um, what a lot of people do today, especially a lot of folks, the millennials and the Gen Zs, do they show too much? Yeah. Right. And I think they show too much because they think that's what they have to do. I think you do a good job of showing the business. Right. Yeah. I don't know if people know a whole lot about Daryl on the personal side. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about your humble beginnings, though. Like, so where did, where are you from? San Bernardino. California. Okay. All Born right. Ray, San Bernardino, California. Silver spoon in your mouth or what? Nah, not so much. So San Bernardino was actually one of the, the roughest cities. Um, Outranking even Chicago for really? two or three years. Yeah. Really? So, um, so yeah, born and raised there. But uh, I was always kind of protected. You know what I mean? Like, even though I was there, I wasn't ever really, like, there. Like, I was there like, mm-hmm. in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, having a, a fairly large family and then okay. having parents that were like, yeah, no. Like, stay away from that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have um, siblings? I do. I have a sister, Lauren, and I have a brother. 
Where are you in the middle or the I'm baby? The oh, so you were the protector too. Yeah. Okay. 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 So that Lauren probably feels like she protects me. Okay. Okay. So that's 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 dope. Because I I didn't know that. I knew that uh, you were from San Bernardino. But so would you say that you grew up on? Was it rough, or do you think it was pretty? You know. Oh, life growing up for sure was rough. Like, and and not that you know. I came home to lights off, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't that for me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, my mom always was a go getter. We Mm -hmm. were always gonna have lights on. We're always gonna have food on the table. Mm But more so just like when you're not protected in that home, like I'm I'm not talking about I was born in, in San Bernardino but went to school. So, no, I'm talking about born at St. Bernardine's Hospital in the heart of San Bernardino. And, mm-hmm. and you know, in San Bernardino is like a really small space. Mm-hmm. So you have four or five different gangs mm-hmm. all like right there. So mm-hmm. just for me to walk from home to school, I'm passing maybe two or three different territories. Wow. So um, – and I think a lot of people don't really know that. I think Mm-mm. I think maybe, and I could be guilty of this, but I think people think that I, I didn't experience a lot of that, but I did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot. I mean, i seen someone get killed at 16. Wow. Right in front of me. Wow. And then seen it happen again at 18, or 17. Right, right after I graduated, two weeks after my graduation, I was at a house party. And it was when, you know, Soulja Boy had that, you. And I remember standing outside, and we were just kind of like politicking outside, whatever, being kids. And I seen these group of guys come up, and they ended up shooting this kid right in front of me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, but, you know, with that, though, have you noticed that a lot of people feel that in order to be super successful like yourself, you had to have come from some type of um, tough bringing? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's not the experience for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like, to me, you came from a, a, a middle-class, working-class mm-hmm. Uh, nuclear family, yeah. right? And I think that's something that people need to know that that does exist in our community. Everybody didn't come from mm-hmm. that to this, but I think that also shows that there was a piece of that upbringing that made you a millionaire, twenty-five years old. And that's what I want to talk about. Okay. So, so, and I, and I only bring up that piece of just people to under for people to understand that you know I I um although I didn't get involved with gangs, everyone in my family gang made. Every, mm-hmm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. and then so mm-hmm. so my toughness and what made me who I am today isn't really the streets. Mm-hmm. I, I I can honestly say nothing that happened in the streets really affected me. I mean, I really feel like I was protected in my city. Really, be it be, be it God, be it my family, be it whatever. Mm-hmm. The discipline that I got inside of my home. With my mom, like, no, you're going to go to school. You're going to show up. You're going to be so active in sports and mm-hmm. in clubs that you ain't going to have no time for that. Mm-hmm. And then my dad being in law enforcement and him like, yo, this is what it is. So even though I was in it, mm-hmm. I wasn't like of it. You, you get well, and with your father being in the law enforcement, I think a lot of that stuff that you would have seen in the street, your dad would have protected you from that anyway, sure. right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a big deal, though, because I think you probably then attribute a lot of your success to your parents. For sure. So I know, what, what were their thoughts when, because let's talk about this. You graduated from high school. You chose not to go to college. I'm sure your mom and dad probably had a whole nother path for you, right? For sure. So so what were their thoughts when you said, I'm not going to school? Um, My dad thought I was a jackass. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, my mom didn't give me too much, you know, because my mom was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But my mom was also educated, mm-hmm. you know, and so formally educated. Mm-hmm. And so she said, okay, well, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I decided to, you know, get into network marketing and whatnot. But 
yeah, like my parents, you know, like the traditional family. Mm-hmm. Like go to school, get out, get, you know, go into law enforcement mm-hmm. uh, or the military. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't my path. It was. But why Why no to college? What was it about college that made you say, this is not for me? Um, It just didn't make sense with, with how I felt. Like I felt like when I first got exposed to seeing people live a certain way, mm-hmm. Ebony, Two plus two wasn't it wasn't adding up. Mm-hmm. The math wasn't math. So you had exposure. So I'm glad you mentioned this because I, I was talking to my son about this. The exposure is everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, because most people feel like college is the only way because all they saw was individuals working a nine to five. Mm-hmm. College teaches you how to work a nine to five job mm-hmm. well for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't been exposed to millionaires at 17 to 18, you don't know to aspire for that, right? Mm-hmm. So you actually had exposure to that. My mom's boyfriend. Okay, so he was a millionaire. Uh, yeah. Okay, so had you ever, so do you attribute your desire for more to him? 100%. Okay, talk to us a little bit about him. Um, yeah, he, he's, he was extremely successful by all standards. Um, very, very known person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to just see life lived um, differently. But mm-hmm. e- even the way that he chose to spend his money and live life wasn't necessarily, like, he wasn't flashy or anything, mm-hmm. but just going to a restaurant and not worrying about the cost. Mm-hmm. Something as simple mm-hmm. as that. Or having a Yukon, but it's the newest one. Mm-hmm. Or going to the casino. I remember he took me to the casino when I was 21, and I literally watched him with, like watched him gamble 50000 and didn't even like budge, and then but then also going into his his workspace and watching how he had m- multiple moving parts, employees, and had his family in there working. And mm-hmm. I said that that's that's it. And then he didn't go to school. He didn't so to it was more so about what you saw, more so than what he said to you. So he probably never said, "Daryl, don't go to school." No, Daryl, don't do this. But you saw something, mm-hmm. and you and that's the thing I want people to pay attention to. And mindset is developed not necessarily about what you hear. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to say the things and believe it, but it's also what you take in your eye gates, right? It's not, it's not what's taught; it's what's caught. Right, it's what you, right. What you can't be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's deep. That's deep. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the tribe, right? The vibes tribe. So how did how did the vibes come about? Um. So being in network marketing, um, you expose yourself to a lot of outside energy. Mm-hmm. You're tied to a lot of different people's happiness, sadness, wins, mm-hmm. losses. And um, uh, prior to 2018, um, I had just built. I was just making money and mm-hmm. I would go to my team, but I wasn't taking care of myself mentally. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I ended up falling into my depression, was going through a lot of stuff because I was putting a lot of people first. I was not really prepared for what came with being responsible for helping multiple people make money. Mm. And then now you're not just their coach, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now you're their, their coach, their therapist, their brother, the person that they use as a punching bag if you allow it, like all these things. And so when I had took my step back from network marketing, mm-hmm. I said in order for me to come back, I needed to create my own environment. Mm-hmm. I needed to control the energy in that group. Why did you leave? Because the of, first time, because I, the people, the same reason I stayed is the same reason I left. Mm-hmm. But the people, I mean, I left because the energy was just it. 
for me, it was it was too taxing. You are an energetic person, right? Yeah. And I'm drawn to energetic people because I am as well. I noticed when I when I came to your house, I noticed the Buddhas. I noticed the amethyst. Yeah. You didn't think I noticed the amethyst, right? I, uh, I saw the amethyst in the flower arrangement, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed the I noticed the the structure, like uh, and whether you did it or your um, your decorator did it, but the, the feng shui, like how everything was structured, is yeah. energy, right? And making sure that you're t- you're um, att- attracted to certain types of energy. I'm a person that I can be drained or I can be easily energized mm-hmm. by people, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about that, though, because with you being such a leader in everything you do, you come across so many different people, and you never know if this person is an energy vampire mm. or no. if they are charging you up. Yeah. So so let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people, be careful of spiritual vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and what I call a spiritual, when I say spiritual vampire, this is a person that thinks that your your good energy, if sucked away from you, can make their life better. Mm. And so you have these, you ever had a conversation and someone like calls you and you're on 10, like you're, you're vibing, you're feeling good. And at the end of that conversation, you feel like drained. Mm-hmm. That's because energy is never lost; it's transferred. Mm-hmm. And so, I, what I would find myself in situations where, because I'm an attractive person, mm-hmm. like, energetic. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, I was about to say, yeah. go ahead and toot your own yeah, horn. Nah, nah. <laughs> so people are attracted to that. Mm-hmm. So now you start, and 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 you know the environments that I was in, mm-hmm. a lot of broken people were drawn to that environment. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now they see you light and love and happiness and abundance and they bring them their broken way of thinking mm-hmm. and energy and then they just want to latch on to you. Mm-hmm. And I was allowing that because that could have possibly meant that if you actually join me in business that I can make money. So mm-hmm. I was really I was actually willing to compromise my peace because you could potentially make me money. Money. So money, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I think you and I both like about Jay-Z is his his business proudness, right? But the other thing I like about Jay-Z is how he selectively shares. Mm-hmm. He selectively shares, right? And I think you do the same thing. But I, I wonder, do you think that you becoming so powerful, so young, was it too much too fast? For sure. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if too fast, but it was too much. Mm-hmm. It was a lot and it was no it was no blueprint. No pun intended. Mm-hmm, there was mm-hmm, no blueprint to mm-hmm. it, though, right? Like, with a little bit of hustle and ambition, you can make money, but no one's telling you what to do. How can you tell the difference between a mentor and a leech? Um, it's a thin line. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but a mentor, like I've learned to to be very careful with that word. Okay. You can be a coach, but a mentor has a vested interest in me or should have a vested interest in their mentee, mm-hmm. not just financially. Mm-hmm. I want to see you win spiritually, emotionally, financially, in every area, right? And, um, and so when you look at the truth of the relationship, if you realize that um, – you don't feel good about what's happening. Mm-hmm. If you feel defeated, if you feel taken advantage of, mm-hmm. then it's probably not the right situation. Because mm-hmm. every mentor that I've had that mm-hmm. I've been, that's actually contributed to, to my success, um, I felt good more than I felt bad being connected to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing, having discernment. 
But let me tell you this, at a young age though, it's hard. I remember um, one of my first mentors. Um, so I came from Shell Road, Hampton, Virginia, right? I didn't have someone to show me that this is the way you're supposed to dress in corporate. This is what you're supposed to do, da, da, da. I went away to college, went to some of the best schools, came out, and I just, you know, I showed up in corporate in some of the, one of the top companies in the world, and I had on a chiffon this, and that. I didn't know any better. No one had told me, yeah. but it took a woman, one of the executives inside of corporate, to pull me to the side and say, you know what, I see something in you. Yeah. And she pulled me to the side. She took a risk because the things she told me hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It hurt my feelings for real. And I had to sit down and really think, is this woman trying to hurt me or is she trying to help me? Now, what my friends were trying to tell me, oh, she's jealous of you. She's jealous because you're young and you're fly, your next thing coming, don't listen to her, da-da-da. But something had to snap in my head and say, well, what does this woman have to be jealous of me about? Because I'm young? Yeah. Young is not enough to be jealous of someone, right? Yeah. But I was smart enough not to write off, because, you know, we in our culture, we real quick to say, something, when you get criticism, that person's jealous of me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And not necessarily they're trying to help me. Mm -hmm. But the question is, I don't even know how I knew that it was one way or the other. I just bet on the fact that what she was telling me was the right thing. Yeah. But when you're young, you don't really know if this person is really guiding you the right way yeah. or if they are trying to sabotage you. Yeah. I mean, that's why you have to forget trust in the person. You have to trust the intent. Like, what, what, what does that person have to gain from this advice they're giving? Yep. And and that's the thing. We we all we have this 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 complex of of, you know, this person is just trying to use me. I mean, yeah, yes, like, yes, if, if I'm a mentor, I mm -hmm. am trying to use you, unless you want to be useless. And then nobody is, go like, I just wish people understood how important it is to be useful. So, so I never really understood when people would be like, you know, this person is just using you. I'm like, yes, because the moment they stop, then I'm useless, and then I'm not close to where I need to be. Mental. That's the mindset that we have to change. I think what people don't get is, I tell people all the time, you can't sit at the table with me if you're not bringing nothing to the table. Let's bring something. You have to bring something to the table. If you're not bringing something to the table, we don't have anything to talk about. And many people take that as, are you a taker? It's not about taking. It's about I'm bringing a lot to the table. I want to sit around other people that can feed my mind yes. and challenge me. Mm -hmm. But our mindset is one that let me get there and see what I can take yeah. and not what can I bring. And so, therefore, I'm very protective about the environments that I visit mm -hmm. and the people I have around me. Mm -hmm. It's very, very important. I mean, I really don't even really do a whole lot of the outside scene and so forth because a lot of people don't have the right intentions right yep, yep, right yep. okay so let's talk about the outside scene for you a little bit though so what you like doing drake what are some of your hobbies oh i like to hike i like bike riding. hike yeah san bernardino and hiking yeah okay we and you mountains. bike right so you do peloton too right uh i have a peloton but do I, you do but peloton no, Either you a Peloton head or you're not. Nah, nah. <laughs> so, so I got into Peloton when I was uh, when we were all locked down, mm -hmm. and I was I'm talking about like every morning. Okay. And then you know we were able to go outside. And then and you just let it go. Yeah. And I, I just bought two electric bikes. I just bought an electric bike and I and I ride like daily. I love Peloton and only be, we can go outside. But I'm such an introvert. Mm -hmm. 
I don't like. Uh, are you, what about you? I pick up that you're an introvert too. I feel like I'm an introvert. I have my extroverted moments, but I like. I get my energy being by myself. Yeah, that's, I, that's me. I, I prefer. I don't know, and I think is I've gotten more introverted the older that I've gotten. And I think in that came from experiences that Experience. I had. Yep. You know, when I was young, I was very much. The life of the party, da 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 da, da and things have just really cut. Cause you me. start seeing people move weird. Yeah, and they moving. Like, they don't understand. Like, is yeah. there? It's like, I don't know. Is it? You know, I've always been different. What about you? No, yeah. Like, I've always in every room I've went in, I was different, and I felt like I was always judged because of that. Yeah. And so because of that, I just start not going into the rooms. Yep. Right, and then I start creating my own damn rooms. Yeah, what about you? No, that that's that. Right, 100%. right, right. So you know, you being a leader and one of the most, uh, I guess, hottest thing going, right? For sure. For sure. You know, and everybody that knows, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, you know vibes. If you know what I'm talking about, you know Daryl Drake. If you know what I'm talking about, you know about the Lamborghinis. Yeah. You know about the bling. Yeah. You know about the the diamond uh, earrings, right? Yeah. How did you walk away from one of the largest books of business that were out there for somebody your age and your color? Make more money. Let me tell you this. When you make more money, you will stop allowing money to control you. Okay, so let's talk about that, though. But if that's your only source of income, was that your only source of income? It was one of my larger so you don't. You, so what? Would, okay, let's t let's talk about. Let's back up. Yeah. Because we're we're already about you walking away. Yeah. How did you get to a point of saying, "Wait a minute, I think I need to do something different." Yeah. About how I felt. About how I was being treated. I found myself allowing things that my then new self shouldn't have been putting up with. Mm -hmm. But but did, did you just wake up one day with that? Or was it a period no, it was, of time? No, it was, it was, did a mentor or somebody come constant, to you and say something? Yeah, constant disrespect, constant um, things happening that weren't mm -hmm. really in alignment with where I wanted to be uh, and, where I, and how I wanted to feel spiritually. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't in alignment with where I was going business-wise. So everything started to just not add up. And then, you know... Um, so, I mean, of course, I want to make more money. Mm -hmm. But me being healthy, you can't put a, a price on that. So you felt like you were in an unhealthy environment? Oh, 100%. Really? Yes. Really, really. Very and, then, and then it's even worse because it's like I know that there are people that are so excited to be in, in that environment, mm -hmm. right? And, and those people, you just have to let go through the middle. They have to go through the motion. Yeah. But, like, for me, I just knew, like, I had to get out of there. Wow. And, and so how do you do that? Like mentally, in your mind, how did you just know? How did you believe in yourself enough to say, I did it before, I can do it again? Just like that. Really? Like it was It was just that. It, listen, success is a science. Mm -hmm. I, let's stop. You're the only other person I ever had to tell me. So I tell people this all the time. They think that success is sun and stars and moon and you ride it. Da, 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 da. No, I keep <laughs> telling people there should be a course in school. There are specific steps to be successful. It is not a onesie twosie thing. Some people happen to fall upon it. Mm -hmm. But if you understand the science of success, 
you will be successful in any and everything you touch. Yeah. Most people just don't know the formula, mm-hmm. right? So you think you know the formula? No, I for sure do. Okay. Yeah. So did you figure it out on your own? Did a mentor come around? I mean, how did you figure it out? Failing. Mm-hmm. You know, really. Right, right. Because the thing is, like, it, through my failures, I learned because I failed a few times. And every time I failed and I excelled after that, I learned. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to say, okay. Because when you, when you fail the first time, mm-hmm. you're like, how the hell am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. The second time, you can take notes from the first time. And then uh, so then it keeps going. And so for me, I just, I mean, yeah, you don't know if you can do it again, even if you've done it 10 times, mm-hmm. right? But I, I didn't have to know where I was going. I just knew where I couldn't stay. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, hey, listen, you know, I, if I stay here, I'm, forget the money. I mm-hmm. won't be here mentally long enough to be able to spend the money or do anything. Yeah. So, so I, I think that, I mean, listen, as long as I remain authentic, as long as I keep my hustle and my discipline, as long as I keep my discernment close, I'm going to, anything I touch turns to gold. That's right. And because you believe it. And I believe it. You I believe, believe it. at a sickening level. I don't I don't think you anyone can out-believe me. Meditate? Like, I meditate. Every day? Every day. Every day. I meditate. It's, just thing. it's so funny when people think about mm-hmm. meditation, they mm-hmm. think like your, your legs crossed. And your <laughs> but like, no, I have plenty moments where like people on my team, like I'll just space out mm-hmm. and they think that I'm there and I'm not really there because that's, that's my form of meditation. Mm-hmm. It's like, just give me 30 seconds. Give me two minutes. You know, Brittany, your assistant, turned me on to one of my favorite uh, meditation songstress or songsters or whatever you call them, but Londrell. Oh, yeah. Right? So I have a meditation garden in the back of my house. Yeah. And I just sit out there, and that helps me get myself. But I meditate every single morning. Mm-hmm. And I, it helps me come, and it helps me calm, and it helps me get my my, my intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, my thoughts mm-hmm. um, and everything. So I think meditation, and I have I noticed um, a huge difference in my life once I was committed to doing that. Yeah. You want to know something, Ebony? Mm-hmm. When you pray, mm-hmm. you talk to God. Mm-hmm. When you meditate, you allow God to talk to you. Yes. And every, let me tell you this: every major business decision that I make. Mm-hmm. People don't realize this. My cousin, I tell you, she's my operations manager here. And she knows not to call me before a certain time because she knows I'm in Peloton and meditation, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's because most of my business decisions that I'm scrappling with and trying to figure out, the answer always comes to me during meditation. Mm-hmm. And then I come into the office and I execute on it. Literally, mm-hmm. I will be struggling with what it is that I need to do about some type of complex situation with a client or with hiring someone or, or structuring my organization or adding on a new entity or business or making a major purchase. Mm-hmm. And the answer always comes to me in meditation. Well, the answer is already in you. You just mm-hmm. have to be still enough to, to hear it. To hear it. And then when it comes to me, I'm like, I should know that. Do you know this is already already mapped out? All Mm -hmm. of this is already mapped out. Mm -hmm. So before you even thought of EPI, the roadmap to make it successful was already in you. Mm -hmm. And people are always praying and asking this outside sort of what what do I need to do or who do I need to meet or no. Meditation allows you to center and allows you to listen to what you're supposed to do. Some of my most creative moments like you. 
a lot of my creative moments have, have come from just like, yo, I'm unplugging. Don't, I'm not taking no calls, no social media. I'm going to go for a hike. I'm going to go for a swim. And then that's when it comes to me. It and comes I'm like, to, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be That's doing. what you're supposed to be doing. And I, the other thing I notice, people always tell me, they say, your client roster are, is filled with people like you. So most of my clients mm -hmm. are very similar to me. So my, my And so when my uh, staff gets to complaining about a certain particular uh, personality type. I'm like, you're talking about me, huh? You're trying to tell me this on the slide. But it's funny because, you know, you attract what you put out. And it's so funny that when I look at my roster, I'm like, wow. Each and every one of them, we have things in common. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And usually the ones that I don't have much in common with don't last long. Mm -hmm. It's just that because I'm, I'm a straight shooter. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to tell you like it is. I believe um, that what I do is a ministry. Yes. I believe it's a marketplace ministry. My goal is to help other people reach their fullest potential. And I use my gifts and my relationships to be able to do that. Like, I can actually see what's next for Drake before you can see it. And all I, it's a gift that God has bestowed upon me. And all I do is execute on the game plan that He gave me, mm -hmm. right? And um, and I th and I, I know that I'm so in tune with him, and I can see that from the success of the agency, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you probably can see that too with the success that you have, right? Yep. So let's talk about wh what are you gonna do different next time? So next time, you know, because let's be real about it, the situation that you were in, it was the epitome of what any and all MLMs or types of companies wanted to have. You guys made being MLM sexy. You made it fun. You made it something that people desired to be a part of. People want, it was like being in a sorority and a fraternity. You wanted to wear that product or that organization, right? Yeah, yeah. So what are you gonna do different next time? Stay true to myself 100% of the time. You weren't true to yourself before? No, I was true to wanting to make money. And there's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't, <laughs> I tell people, don't do not do what I do because you're not in my chapter. You mess around and mess your whole life up. That's right. I'm very methodical, mm -hmm. right? Two mm -hmm. plus two with me can equal 16. So what I'm prepared and willing to walk away from or when I'm fed up is that you, you I'm in chapter nine. Mm -hmm. You may be in chapter three. You may have to endure some things. And that's another thing, having emotional intelligence. Like there's so much that I have put up with, not just with that situation, but just in situations in life. And I think that we don't properly set our expectations. So we don't know what it really takes to 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 receive success and achieve success. And one of the things is having tough skin and staying in the game, even when that game no longer like feels good. And no longer serves you. No though. longer serves you or feels mm -hmm. good. But see, my thing is I, I didn't I was playing uh a different game like mm -hmm. I, I i understood that until i get what i want from this situation like i knew i checked out of that situation three years ago mm -hmm. but i wasn't where i wanted to be financially mm -hmm. so i said okay this is my game plan i'm gonna get what i need to get from the situation mm -hmm. but i'm gonna create the vibes mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying so it was you you mentally you 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 created you knew exactly what you were doing. Absolutely. So you knew you had an expiration date. Absolutely. And I think that's the other thing that people need to realize, that everything has an expiration everything. date. Everything. And I think we have to be okay with it. One of the things that I have learned to deal with, and I think it helps me not get too attached and also helps me not become bitter, is that I embrace goodbye. Mm-hmm. 
Goodbye doesn't have to be a bad thing. Goodbye could just mean we're now transitioning on to the next level in our lives. And I think most people, that is their biggest challenge, is not being able to embrace goodbye. And I feel like this, too. Just because it's goodbye doesn't mean it has to be negative. Right. Everything doesn't have to be dramatic. Everything doesn't have to be dramatic. I'm right, right. Because yeah. you had a choice. You could have been drama. Yeah, for right? sure. Right? But you chose to take a different route. I could have definitely been drama. So what? what is it? What? what you could have <laughs> definitely been. <laughs> so, so why? Why did you choose not to be? Nah, it wasn't serving me. Mm-hmm. I just was happy to be up out of there. Mm-hmm. I could have like been the type of person that's like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm burning the house down. The other thing, too, though, you got to think of. This is a thing people don't think about. Is how being drama impacts your brand. Well, here's the thing. Listen, the universe does not know the difference between reality and fiction. Mm-hmm. Subconscious, it does not know. So the same energy I'm putting towards your destruction is the same energy I'm attracting to my life. That's right. So That's for right. me, I, I, I had no interest in 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 speaking and in, in trying to manifest this unfortunate situation in that person or those people's lives mm-hmm. because. You, you get caught in a crossfire. That's what people don't understand. That's right. It's like when you set when you when you make this bed for somebody else, you might have to lay it. Man, well, you know what? I come from a different school of thought too, because again, I'm gonna give my my street all Creed, Shell Road, Hampton, Virginia. The way that they raised us was that just because y'all not cool no more, don't mean you have to sit back and tell all that person's business. Mm-hmm. To me, you lose. I'm not going to fool with you. Because mm-hmm. if I see that's how you do that person, how do I know you're not going to do it? I ain't thing? never seen Jay-Z talk about Dame. I ain't either. Now, Dame, I've seen. But see, of course, Jay is not going to talk. Jay. Because Jay is on the winning end of the stick, too, now. Yeah. yeah, he's winning. If he tells a story, he he, he loses. If he mm-hmm. doesn't, he, he, he he's in a different space. Right, right. But, 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 but of, Dame should. Because he needs to hold on to some type of, like, something. And I think people play Dame a little bit. Dame is Dame is still beasting out there. Yeah. He may not be doing a Jay move, but let's talk a little bit about how Jay created an environment of winners. Mm-hmm. Rihanna, Kanye. Kanye makes more money than Jay now. Mm-hmm. Rihanna makes more money than Jay mm-hmm. now. But they're all billionaires. Mm-hmm. But they were birthed through Jay. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think at some point, the mentor has to learn how to be the mentee. For sure. Right? And be okay with it. Because you have to learn. I, know, I remember when I first um, started off in business, I used to always have this thing, I'm not hiring. These young folks don't get it. Da, 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 da. And I realized, I said, if, you, if I want to succeed in business, I have to have diversity in my hiring practices. Mm-hmm. Because they bring something to the table that I can't bring to the table. Yep. And so it's just about it's, it's about knowing that. It's about, you know, respecting that. But I, I respected the fact of how you handled your situation. I think you handled it with class. Yeah. Um, you know, it was obvious that you were hurt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't allow the hurt to manifest itself to hurt your, hurt you. Right. 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 Yeah, and I think that was that. that because was it could have got real toxic. Yeah. Right. Right. Not even for, for for them, but like for me. Think about what what type of energy goes into mustering up such a. You know, and some people made for that. Like there's some people on that side that, that it's it's a walk in the park. Yeah, for I me, mean because I'm that's who they are. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. T- for me though, like like I'm an energy person, mm-hmm. so for me like 
for me to tap into that space and I can I, I'm articulate enough I'm educated enough and I know enough I could have went all the way through that well I think but the I other didn't. reason let's be real about it too is that you have more time vested in the situation mm-hmm. your time your dedication your commitment mm-hmm. and let's be real about it your love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't just turn off love yeah like that and i said that right i said well, I, I didn't really address anything but mm-hmm. but i did say i'm not addressing it because of that right you're in at one point your energies were connected yeah let's be real about it and you can't just it, it so it, it it's different you mm-hmm. got a whole you people can't put you in the same category with a one two-year relationship yeah you can't. It's just like when people have been married for 25, 30 years versus somebody who's been married for a year or two. It's just yeah. totally different. You can't tell me nothing. Man. Can't, yeah. Now, <laughs> and even just about the love all the time, too, yeah. is also assets. And it's so much stuff that goes into it that you can't just make that decision, yeah. right? Yeah. Speaking of that, let's talk about relationships a little bit. So, you single, what's the deal? That's what's my going cue. on? All right, let's be real. <laughs> what's the deal? Relationships. Um, What you want to know? I, first of all, I'm going to talk about love relationships. I know all the women out there want to know. Mm. But first, let's talk about the relationships in business. Yeah. How important are they? And extremely important. Like, I'm where I'm at right now because of relationships. Mm-hmm. Not talent, not any relationships. The person mm-hmm. that says, who do I want for this position? And because of who I've been, I get the call. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been ninety percent of my. Now, when it, when I get the call, I show up and I and I and I deliver. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of talented people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 not enough to just be talented. It's like, are you likable? Um, and are you trustworthy? Are you trustworthy? They watched how you move. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so to be that person that gets those calls has been. I mean, uh, I can't even put a price tag on. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's. I tell people all the time. You can't do anything out here without relationships. Yeah. I mean, I could. My whole business is based off of my relationships and my reputation. Mm-hmm. You mess up either of those, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about relationships as far as okay, single. What's the deal? When you say single, what does that mean exactly? Meaning, are you currently dating anybody? Yeah. You did. So, but is anybody to a point of um, that special married. girl? I'm not not married, but that special girl. Yeah, I got. I have, I have a lot of special. People okay. Around me. So, so what does it take to catch? So, this is a good thing. Okay. Did you ever listen to Kevin Samuels? Yeah, he was all right in my book. Yeah, he was all right in my book too. I used to like to argue sometimes about stuff, but I like the fact that he made you think about things differently, yeah. and I think he did tell the truth I think his delivery was a little mm-hmm. off but I enjoyed watching him from time to time and it was sad when he died yeah but my question to you is he talks a lot about high value men mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think by his standards you would be considered a high value man yeah so what is it that a woman would need to have and be honest if it's Physical, whatever. What does she need to have to get the attention of a Daryl Drake? The attention, or like someone I'm really gonna like lock in with. Somebody you like, not somebody, uh, not not a one nighter, not a fifteen minuter. Compassion. But. <laughs> I think I think like compat. Like with me, I know I'm I'm not the easiest, I, the easiest person to love. I mm-hmm. think. And so just um, someone that's compassionate and patient enough to understand me, mm-hmm. and then someone that that is willing to to work and and really work to understand like how I am mm-hmm. right I think in 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 understanding me it'll allow 
me to be better for them mm -hmm. <clears throat> but then also they can bring more out of me mm -hmm. so outside of that though like we can kick it or whatever but, but work work what do you mean work are you talking about you want them to work outside of the home no 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 not just work just working like really take the time and think about think about a successful relationship mm -hmm. like that's work mm -hmm. like I, like i have to get to know you mm -hmm. I, I need to know what makes you happy what makes mm -hmm. you sad but even further beyond that like i need to understand like who you are as a person, and mm -hmm. most people don't dig that deep. They're like, but do they have? Do they have to be? Do they have to be on the same vibe you are as far as energy? At one hundred percent, they don't have to be making a bunch of money. Listen, I don't care about. Okay, that. that's why I was gonna go to next the yeah. money. No, 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 no. Like, not at all. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm me. Mm -hmm. So whatever I, you know. So it's, it's like the most important thing is someone that's gonna support what I have going on, mm -hmm. and someone that has ambition, like and someone that's creative and compassionate and can be a good mother like those things are important to me mm -hmm. but the other stuff is like you know but here's the thing what if it's not in their in their in their cards to be this multi-millionaire super successful person mm -hmm. but they're a great mom or mm -hmm. they're a great whatever so being else. a great mom is is important to you uh yeah Okay. Yeah. Okay. Being a, so, yeah, being a good human, just just being a sound and someone that is not just so in the world. Mm -hmm. I think for me, like even though I'm like kind of out there. Mhm. Mm but someone that is just just chill you know you pay attention you learn mm -hmm. and yeah but i'm not the type of person that says you know i don't want you out there working i don't know whatever you want to do be great at it mm -hmm. be creative mm -hmm. be ambitious be authentic can it be another daryl drake though would you be okay with your girl being as big and as successful and as powerful as you the odds of that is like slim but, slim, but would you be okay with it because most powerful men aren't okay with that i would be if it does not take away from because here's the thing ebony you can have that but i know what it takes to be me mm -hmm. i know what it takes to be another female version of me mm -hmm. so i would have to be okay with compromising other areas because would you be okay with it I, that would have to just be a conversation and what are we working towards so is there an end goal or are we just gonna we just gonna be a hundred percent on goal focused on money for the rest of our marriage. Well, let's talk about it. So look at Jay Z and Beyonce. We talked about Jay. Yeah. Beyonce is a freaking beast too. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love I would love to pull back some of those layers. I would love to see what's going on in that. I, I don't think yeah. it's all of what we think. But no. you know, any relationship isn't all of what you think. Think about what it takes to be you. Right. To right. be me. Now right. now you put Hov and B like I, I, no way. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that's why I say I think a lot of and then that's why a lot of super successful people are not married or right. not in long-term relationships right. because the other person can't deal with it. As long as they're a healthy balance, as long as it doesn't compromise the connection and chemistry that we have, as long as it doesn't take too much away from the relationship, mm -hmm. um, then yeah. But mm -hmm. part of why I work so hard is to be able to say, listen, I have someone who is mainly focused on whatever she wants to focus on mm -hmm. and focused on the family focused on me uh and i think that's so important you want a girl at home selling tupperware you know what tupperware is because it's probably before you no nah, it's before my time yeah tupperware. so you know at home selling some little stuff at the house you know yeah. in the house but making, I'm a, but making I'm a, a cookie but here I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but i struggle with this <laughs> ebony i struggle with this because i do have my moments where i'm like man power couple like but i just know what happened 
I just know what that comes with. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are like legit power couples, mm-hmm. and I get to see this part of it, the Instagram part mm-hmm. of it, but I get to see the back. The I back have part. female mm-hmm. friends that are extremely successful financially, and their and their personal life sucks. It's hard for a very successful woman to not emasculate her mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it may not even come out of her mouth. It could just be in her actions because a super successful women don't wait for nothing. If they Thanks. want to go and get it, I'm going into the store and I'm going to get it. I'm not begging nobody. I'm not waiting to no birthday gift. I'm the, I'm going when I get out of here and go buy it. Yeah. And most guys can't handle that. And that and that, and that's what I'm I'm. I guess I can appreciate that about myself. I've never been. Like I'm not tripping. Mm-hmm. Like if you got your own thing going on, matter of fact, I'm gonna help you. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you if you want to go out there and you want to do your own thing, mm-hmm. by all means. Um, but I think it has to be an agreement, Ebony. I think mm-hmm. it needs to be like, okay, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Are we trying to be the the two three billion dollar couple, or are we okay with being the half a billion dollar couple whose house is full of love and balance and all these other things? I just don't think you can have every piece of the pie. You, well, there's no such thing as you can have it all. When they always say, how can you have it all? There's something that's going to struggle. Even when you look at uh, the Barack and Michelle, for instance, right? To be honest with you, I love Michelle, but when you see Michelle, you can tell that there's a sense of sadness because she wasn't able to fully live out all of her dreams and aspirations. And she's phenomenal. She's phenomenal, but she had to fall back and become the first lady and Barack's wife, and Michelle by herself is a beast. So can you imagine... You know, those conversations at night about what she probably feels like she gave up by doing that. But I know we're also, you know, tight for time. I know you got a whole bunch of money to make out here in these streets. So, but I really appreciate you coming in. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you want the the listeners to know. Yeah. Anything in particular you want them to know before we close out? Um, in regards to what? Just anything. Like, What's next? Uh, if you want to just talk about some things that made you who you are, just any anything that you want them to yeah. to know about Daryl that they don't already know. And of course, like I know you said you're not selling nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what what is it about you that you? No, no I got a question for you. Yeah. What is the biggest misconception about Daryl Drake? That I'm normal. Mm. Like I'm not. I'm not the average person, and I'm. Um, I used to suppress that. Like I used to, I used to be like dimming my lights mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just feel like I'm a genius. I'm a creative, and I want people to know that no matter what's happening, everything is really a season. Mm-hmm. And we hear it, and it becomes like a little like a cliche, and mm-hmm. then we just. But I want people to really understand that I've been through so many seasons, just this up and down, up and, up and, down. Down. and I always make it out. Mm-hmm. And I think I just want to leave people with just like, know your super strength, whatever it is, um, and just know that this too shall pass. Like mm-hmm. everything has a season, mm-hmm. even when you're winning, when you're losing, when you're happy, when you're sad, when all everything, and then not being so oh shucks, not being so caught up in what's actually happening because it's 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 two things it's what's happening and then what really like the truth of what is like what's happening is typically what makes us feel mm-hmm. right and what's happening is happening right now mm-hmm. right but what's happening right now is going to lead to something down the for sure down the road right? <laughs> and i always t- I, t- I give people this example where it's like you know 
when you're watching a movie, mm-hmm. right? And in the beginning of the movie, it's like a, you know, it's up and down, mm-hmm. suspense. You don't know what's gonna happen, um, but you know, if you go to the back of that movie, you fast forward at that. Mm-hmm it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. right? And so I look at my life that way. I look at it like I've already been here. Different seasons, but mm-hmm. the same shit in every season, mm-hmm. right? People come, people leave. I, I have happy moments, sad moments. I'm making a lot of money. I'm making a little bit of money. Like the same seasons. And mm-hmm. watch this. The same wind blows on everybody. That's right. That's and right. so when you start to understand that, you you – you you just you you really get into a place everywhere you're not so caught up emotionally on mm-hmm. on what's happening or stressed yeah. because you just know it's gonna be okay. Like I'm gonna tell you this: this is what I've taken from from previous situations. Mm-hmm. I am not emotionally attached to any one individual. Mm-hmm. That's not family mm-hmm. because people are gonna do what people are gonna do and disappoint you, and they're gonna disappoint you. They're gonna make you happy. They're gonna make you sad. They're gonna make you smile. They're gonna make you cry. And when you get too caught up in that, people got to live their own life and you don't own nobody. But I think that's the trait that makes you probably so introverted. Mm. Same thing for me. When you don't, when you have been disappointed enough times, it makes you detach. Yeah. And then when you detach, the only question I have is how much of life are we missing? Mm. But then what, it, what does it cost to stay attached? Right, right, and the risk. Yeah. yeah. So I know for me, anyone that I've ever detached from, mm-hmm. like it, it was, it's needed to happen. Oh, and I'm a Cancer, right? Birthday in July. So when I detach, it's as if I never knew you. Mm-hmm. But you know what's so deep about about us? I think we're similar. Mm-hmm. Like, almost in a scary way. Mm-hmm. Like most people detached. Detached and they're just like detached. Mm-hmm. But like with me, I, I can almost forget you. Me too. Like I can put it in my mind to where you like don't even exist. I can walk in a room. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can walk in a room and walk right past you. If we yeah. didn't, we weren't like sisters for 20 years. It's like years. I can erase it out of my brain. It's like it never existed. Yeah. Yeah, I think but also, and I know we're closing out, but I think that is a protection mechanism that we've probably built in to protect us from the immense amount of disappointment and pain because what people don't realize is that success doesn't come without a large amount of disappointment and immense amount of pain. Only people that would disagree with us Mm -hmm. are the people that haven't experienced enough. That's it. Someone's going to say, oh, man, that's not compassion, or you need to lead with love. You haven't experienced it. You haven't done it. You haven't been used, and you haven't been hurt. (laughs) You ain't been there yet. Don't worry about it. Nope, nope. Well, I appreciate your time. I really appreciate your time, and I appreciate you opening up, being Mm -hmm. honest and transparent. I think our viewers are really going to enjoy this episode, and especially our inaugural episode of Coronology. So I'm excited about it, and I'm excited, too, to see what's about to happen next for Daryl Drake. I'm excited. Yep. And I'm appreciative, and we're going to keep doing our thing. We're going to keep doing our thing. Let's get it. (laughs) All right. right. Thank you. I know the vibes. (laughs) Ow.